What if we could live more in harmony with our animal friends and the whole of nature simply by stopping and listening more? Chats with animal professionals and interspecies communicators aims to bring animals and the world of nature front and center. We'll be chatting with professionals working in the animal industry and intuitive interspecies communicators about their work in the field. I'm your host, Tracy Pierce. I'm a professional animal communicator and lifelong animal lover and spiritual explorer. I've worked with animals professionally since 2002, and I've been studying animal communication and the human-animal connection since 2014. Chats with Animal Professionals and Interspecies Communicators is for animal lovers, nature lovers, intuitives, spiritual seekers, and those interested in interspecies communication. Our aim is to bring awareness to these professions and to expose the new and old science behind some of these seemingly out-of-the-world careers. We hope to educate and tickle your mind about what is possible by discussing this work and ways we can work with our animal friends, nature friends, and the planet as a whole instead of them always being a secondary consideration. Join us now as we explore today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Chats with Animal Professionals and Interspecies Communicators. Our guest today is Kate Nelligan, and our topic is When the Animals Are Our Teachers, Life Coaching with Equines and Goats. Kate Nelligan is an equine-partnered life and business coach who helps her clients with their intuition, emotional intelligence, and empowered leadership, both virtually and in person with horses and goats. Kate left her VP of marketing career at a movie studio to pursue her calling for the transformation that is possible from the human-animal bond. She is certified in equine experiential education and has a master's degree in spiritual psychology. Kate is passionate about helping women to thrive and is a best-selling author with stories in the books, The Power of Being a Woman, and Women Still Save the World. She is also an animal communicator and healer and is published in the books Animals and Nature by Common Sentience. Kate is a motivational speaker with a TEDx talk on perfectionism. The Awakening with Equine certification program she created is for new or next level equine partnered coaches. Kate also recently launched an Awakening with Equine's 40-card oracle deck and booklet filled with horse wisdom qualities. Kate, welcome to Chats with Animal Professionals and Interspecies Communicators. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So to get us started, could you tell us a little bit about you and how you came to do this work that you do? Yeah, well, you did a great job with my bio, so that's a little bit about me, but um, I guess the other thing about me is I, some days I feel more horse-like than human-like. I relate with goats because I'm a Capricorn, um, and how I got started was two, two ways. I think the animals kind of took over and redirected my life. I was working in conscious media. I was in entertainment and I really decided I wanted to ride again. I had taken 10 years off. And so I was up in Malibu uh, leasing a horse named Felici, this incredible gray Arabian mare. And then what happened was her human was telling me about what she saw in an equine therapy workshop or class um, with my first mentor and how her horses were interacting on the ground with um, these addicts in recovery and rehab. And I had one of those standstill moments and I just said, wait, what? They're doing what? Because I had always rode. I had no idea what interacting with them on the ground in this conscious way would be like. So I said, I need to see that. I need to see that. So I volunteered for about two years and then was like, okay, I can do this. I want to do this on my own. And so it just was incredible. I saw transformation in two hours when people were being coached by, you know, by human and horses together that took two years in my master's program. So I was like, what, what is actually happening? This is so fast. And then the goats came in because I was at a sound bath in Los Angeles and I couldn't stop smiling for three hours. I like looked up and saw this goat and goatee above my face. And I 
started just smiling and laughing and my like cheeks hurt like two to three hours later because I was smiling so much and then I'm like if I have this much joy I want this for other people like I want people to feel this and then the woman who was running those reached out to me and she's like let's collaborate I know you're already working with horses why not goats and I'm like yes so we did play therapy and hikes and goat meditations and so when I moved to Colorado I set a really clear intention that I would be on a farm with goats. And that's what happened. I ended up at a ranch where they were breeding goats just to be people's pets, which is amazing. So I have goats too. <laughs> that's that's how it all started. Awesome. Wow. That's that's so interesting. And you know, today you're doing a lot of different things within the realm of working with animals uh, as partners, as teachers. Is there one of these areas that you find that's really your favorite at this point in time? Yeah, it's so interesting. The work ebbs and flows. So like over the winter, I found because I wasn't doing as much outside, like, you know, the universe always has our back. So I was doing a lot more remote work, a lot more anal communication and healing. And I love being able to help people with that work, especially if they're making like end of life decisions or after um, an animal has passed and wanting to know what's going on or just working on, I get some weird cases where we always think an animal is going to pass and then they completely shift and redirect and they're fine. And so it's, it's really, that's been fulfilling, but you know, my favorite thing in the world is still to coach with the, with the animals, because I love watching them work. Like it's my favorite thing in life is to actually watch my horses and my goats light people up, help people to cry and let go of things, help people to feel awe and wonder. So I just watching them work, watching them heal people, watching them balance people's energies with their faces, like that to me is the most beautiful thing in the world. So I still love doing that the most. I enjoy like the summer gets into team buildings and leadership trainings because people can do that then. And I love those too. Those are a lot of work and they're a lot of fun. So it's, it's really feels seasonal now. Like I'm kind of doing things at different times based on the appetite. Um, but I still obviously love doing this too. Speaking is my, my favorite thing. And then there'll be more writing coming too. So yeah, I, I honestly truly enjoy it all. And I have to have it all because doing just one thing would not, I would be bored. I think I am like one of those, like, you know, but at least it's contained within this world of human animal bond. And I'm not like scattered anymore and doing like marketing consulting, or I'm very much more focused now than ever before. So that's good. Oh, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. My big circle of things too. So yeah, having, having all the different facets can just make it so much more interesting and, and keep it fun. You know, and you mentioned earlier, about the goats. And I'm I'm really fascinated by this. At this point in time, you're the only person I know who does uh, the kind of work that you do with goats. So I wonder if you might talk about how doing doing the the coaching or the teaching with goats is different from working with the equines. Yeah, it's funny because like at first we were calling it like caprine therapy. And then I'm like, does anyone know what a caprine is, right? <laughs> like it took me a while to learn they're called ruminants. Like I just, there's so much we don't know about goats still. Like they're super mysterious to a lot of people. People are like, do you milk them? Like people are still using goats for meat. Like, you know, I'm in some goat groups and I'm like, yeah, they have like what they think I do with goats is so far out of the norm. Um, essentially what I'm doing is similar to what I do with the horses, which is I have people greet them. I ask people to feel into who they feel drawn to, who they want to learn from, because there's usually there's one goat that's really there to teach them that day or connect with them. People get down onto the ground or lower with them. So I find that to be naturally humbling when we as predators, like kind of just sink closer to the ground and become more present. We are looking in their eyes. People are enamored with their eyes and how they, you know, they can see like 360 and how they look. And they're, my goats are really, really friendly. They love people. So that immediately helps people to feel welcome. They feel like they appreciate their curiosity, their trust, their friendliness. And so people immediately feel like loved and welcomed by the animals, which helps their hearts open. So then they can go into the horses and they're, they're more open. 
Um, so I call the goats like the the heart openers and the welcoming welcoming committee. They also there's something about going down to the ground too that's that's a little bit like returning to your inner child, returning to that space when you were younger and you were in wonder of like the world and meeting new animals. And there there is a novelty to being with goats, kind of in this way. There is with horses too. Um, and then the goats have different qualities, right? So they teach these different emotional intelligence qualities like curiosity and playfulness and family and connection because they move together as this little herd. You know, they teach, uh, we use a lot of the acronyms. They're really brave. We teach that you goat for it in life, right? Or you, you know, you've goat it. You've got, you've goat your own back. Like we use all the goats. I even use, you know, be a goat, like the greatest of all time. So I play with that energy of like, Goats are very, like, they want to climb to the top. They want to, you know, they want to be in the middle of things. They want to check everything out. And I think we have a huge opportunity to have more play in our coaching and our therapeutic environments um, because the joy is, is just a vibration change, right? So that's ultimately the kind of how I work with them in that capacity. And then they also mirror stuff. Like they will go into fascinating sacred geometry patterns that I've noticed. They will, um, one of them will all of a sudden become hypervigilant out of nowhere. And I'm like, is that your system that's really hypervigilant? Like, and people are like, yes. So they will start to mirror people's like their nervous systems, their emotional landscapes, like that they do very similar work to the horses. And I also think they're healers and they do a lot of that too. Cause I've had some really cool, like five deep bliss experiences. My one go, she does this new thing now where she's circling me. She just keeps circling my energy field and like helping me. The other one will come up and she'll just stand right next to my feet. Like get grounded. <laughs> so they're doing cool stuff that is similar to the horses. It's just easier for certain people because they're small. They're the size of dogs, you know, and a lot of people have dogs and then they think of their dogs when they're with them too. And so there's a connection piece there. Does that all make sense? I could talk about goats forever. <laughs> but... yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I hear that. I, and I guess I didn't think about or realize that the piece about getting on the ground because I've done some sessions with you that have been more based with the horses and I, I don't remember ever sitting necessarily sitting down on the ground and maybe that's because the horses are so big you know that it, it feels a little bit more scary you know to be on the ground next to this huge horse whereas with the goat it, it maybe feels a bit more natural or safe because they're more the size of a dog rather than this huge big horse you know yeah so that, that's interesting is there is there something that's your favorite part about working with the goats i think they're just so funny they're just so freaking funny like they're just they are always making me laugh. They're always like, chill, Kate, life's good. Like that's a lot of their message. So I just like immediately, like the other night, I just took video of them because I think they knew I was so stressed. So they went into this like whole herd play fight and they have this mountain of dirt right now and they'd climb up and jump off it. I'll send you the video. Like, it's like, they're just, they crack me up. And so I think for me, it's just knowing that they want so much to return humanity to that place of like all wonder and joy. And like Sparkles, who you named, she was originally Sprinkles. And then you're like, I think it's Sparkles. She's just, you know, she'll just like look at me with her face like this. And like I've trained them to do things. Like she can do obstacle courses, they have positively reinforced training. And like I can no matter what, she'll leave anything and she'll come engage and do really fun stuff. I've taught her downward goat on a mounting block. Like she can do <laughs> all these cool things. And so, you know, they're really good friends is really like, probably like, that's what I would, oh, I could get emotional talking about that, but they've been, they're really good friends to, to me and to, to our clients because like they help people with their grieving and they, they don't leave you alone. Like they just, they sit with you and they see you and they, they like lift your spirit. So they're just good friends. <laughs> I never really said that before and it made me emotional. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I I've met most of your goats. It sounds like there might be one or two that I haven't met yet. And 
I, I have had that feeling around them where it's just like, oh, fun and joy and wonder and curiosity and makes me feel like I'm eight years old again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My inner child is alive and well around the go. Totally, totally. So you mentioned earlier that sometimes when you do the coaching that you'll have people start with the goats, but then it sounds like you might have them move to the equines. Is there... So when you're doing the coaching sessions, is that your normal flow or does it kind of depend on the client or sometimes is it just the goats or just the equines or or what's, how's that work? Yeah, it's really based on like what the client needs and chooses. So some people come and they're like, I just want horses. And I'm like, that's fine. Like I would probably be like that. The old me would have been like that. Um, when I do team buildings, I have them all in together so that there's enough animals to interact with and people can choose where they want to go and they don't have to like raise their hand and be like, I only want that, like their options are there. Um, same with workshops. So people can really feel into what they need. The horses will still take priority. The goats will walk away if a horse comes up because they're big and you know, the horses, if they want to do the work, they get kind of first choice is how it works in that hierarchy. Um, and I've, what's funny is when the grass was coming in, in the spring, I would get to the ranch and intuitively I would hear like, oh, this client just needs the goats today. And I'm like, just the goats. Like I don't do stuff where it's usually just the goats per se. And then what happened was like the horses were off eating and didn't really want to engage. And it was so clear that it, in particular, this one client needed this one goat. Very, very much so. I mean, I have some beautiful photos of them like laying together, like cuddled up, just like, and it was so potent and it was just the goats and that's all she needed. And she had options for the horses, but the horses were like, no, it's the goat show today. <laughs> so, you know, I do like to have a flow where we meet the goats and then we meet the horses and we all are together. But I also can, you know, just be with one over the other and I see myself working with new species in the future a different species in the future so we'll see how it evolves you know yeah it kind of sounds like the animals dictate how things are going to work okay. like they're the ones who are ultimately in charge of the session is that I've been saying all I just work for them like I just I go to my horses and I'm like, what else can I bring you today? I work for you. Like I, I've had a big shift on that recently where I've always said this, the horses can be my CEO of my business. I always have like one horse that's my CEO, but lately I've just been like, I work for you. What do you need today? <laughs> you know, I just, cause I, it's, a, yeah, doing care for them is a lot. And um, without a doubt, they know what people need more so than I do. So yeah, that's, that's really, that's really, really interesting. I wonder if there's something that you have found that was most surprising or most impactful since you started adding the goats to your coaching. I think it's, for me, it's just the fact that they're both prey animals. They are horses and goats generally get along for the most part. Um, there's people out there like don't mix them and I'm like you know as long as you don't if you were to restrict food and put them all together that would be a big problem but um they have a lot of space to move around and I think the biggest thing is that it adds a layer of depth to the work it adds I'm someone that when I first knew that I wanted to life coach my answer was no because I didn't want to do it in a traditional way I couldn't just do traditional life coaching. And so then when I realized I could coach with animals, I was like, oh yes, I'm all in. So I, I think for me, it just adds like a uniqueness and a novelty that I personally need. And then also that clients really need, you know, and, um, yeah, I just, I love the fact that there's a heart opener before the horses because they are so big and they can be intimidating to a lot of people. I have a lot of people that aren't around horses much, haven't been around horses in a long time, had fear of horses or had issues with horses when they were younger. Like you remember the first time you were out, you were like, I had an issue with a horse when I was younger. And then my horse just came kind of bulldozing it up to you. And I'm like, all right, go easy, go easy on her. <laughs> 
And then you were like, oh, wait, I'm not afraid anymore. Like, yeah, she just took that real quick. But it's one of those things where the like very few people are afraid of the goats, right? I haven't met, I didn't like knock on wood. So there's something there immediately in the joy and the love and the connection that just is such a beautiful way for me to work. And what's fun is I'm, I'm seeing more people, especially those who train folks in the equine coaching space, some others like myself that are getting goats now. I don't know if they're coaching with goats, but they're on their farm. Like, and they, they are loving goats themselves. So those of us who are kind of trailblazers, I feel like in this industry, this space, um, they know the power of the goat. And so I, I feel like part of me wants to keep it a secret because I'm like, they're just, you know, <laughs> part of me is like, go train people. And <laughs> so we'll oh, see. Yeah. I didn't call this year the year of the goat. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Sounds like the goats are like pushing their way forward here yeah. with this. So wow. Very yeah. interesting. So you mentioned this a, a little bit before about how doing the coaching just human to human was sort of like, eh. So how is it how is it different coaching with the animals help versus just coaching human to human? Yeah. And what's funny is I I started with the animals, but then I, I shouldn't say that actually I started without the animals in 2009 um, as an empowerment coach. For women and I was doing workshops and I loved that because it felt like more like speaking. Then the animals came in, the horses came in in like 2011. And then I really started working with them in 2014 when Felici passed. So ultimately, I think for me, it's different because I feel more grounded. I feel more centered. I feel more in the present moment when I'm with the animals. And I feel more in love with humans, which has not always been an easy path for me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> to those of us who are very much animal people and have been since kids, since childhood, um, you know, or if we're highly sensitive or empathic, the human world can be hard for us sometimes, right? And harsh. And we want to, I'm an extrovert, but I can want to isolate or buffer from that. So when I'm with the animals and they love humans it's a natural transference of energy for me so I've experienced unconditional love for humans moments of it <laughs> when I've been with the you know I think it's that's our journey is to get to unconditional love and I always say if I can love humans the way I love animals I'll have them reached enlightenment in this lifetime <laughs> so um I just find that 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 love gets really transferred and I find myself a better version of who I am when I'm with the animals. I still do actually a lot of virtual coaching, but I call in the the animals energetically when I do the, that. Um, and that's just because people can't, you know, they're it's eight o'clock at night because they're coaching with me after a work day or they're not local. And so I have to, you know, I'm still coaching with them on the phone. I too sometimes take sessions from the ranch. So I have that added benefit of feeling grounded or getting the, but we get so much more information. Like that's, that's my benefit of coaching with them. But the benefit for the human is that their nature, they're getting all of the scientific reasons for why being around animals is powerful and healing, right? Like change of heart rate, cortisol lowering, you know, oxytocin increasing, petting, what happens with serotonin, all the different pieces, the heart coherence, the the, um, the breath, all of the physical embodiment pieces, somatic pieces that you get from animals that you don't usually, you're not getting coaching, you know, or in therapy in an office with a human. You're getting the non-judgment of the animals, right? You're getting their unconditional love. And see, so there's there's like 10x benefit to coaching with animals, in my opinion, than just coaching with humans. And, um, and then you're also getting what the animals are saying, right? Which is why I learned animal communication, because I'm like, I need to know what my partner, my colleague is saying to the humans, like, what does the horse or goat want to actually say to that human? And so I think you're just getting all these extra bonuses and layers and depth and the animals expose things so quickly. They have this way of doing um, the illumination of like our spirits and our shadows, quite frankly, they do both, um, so that people can know themselves at a deeper level. And sometimes it's easier for people to hear it from an animal than like from a, from a human, right? Like, oh, that horse told me to calm down, or <laughs> so not calm down, but like slow down. 
Whereas like, if I said that to someone, they'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's just, you, there's a saliency to it when it's from an animal. So yeah, I could go on about the benefits. That would be its own show. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, that's so interesting to me. Just the, yeah, I, I, I do feel like there's something about hearing it from an animal instead of hearing it from another human. Cause the human might represent our mom who we don't want to be lecturing us or, or something like that. Whereas the animal, like it, it almost feels like they're coming from a deeper space of purity or, or something. So, wow, that's so fascinating. Now, I, I remember that you're you're doing more healing work now, and I believe this was inspired by one of your horses. Is that right? Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, so Lindsay, my thoroughbred rescue horse, passed in 2017, and I feel like she really wanted me to do two things, which it took me a while to commit to. One was to step into a path of being more of a healer and working on especially horses, um, so like I pulled multiple horses now out of colic, um, through energy work and stuff she taught me how to do. So horses in many ways, um, trans transmute energy. So they'll either take it in and take it off of someone or they'll put energy into something. And so they do a lot of it. I think through their face, Salita, one of my mares who looks just like Lindsay does it through her hind. Um, but we do a lot of it like through our hands as healers. So, you know, a lot of it was becoming like a clear channel, surrendering attachment to outcome or knowing, and then allowing myself to become more horse-like Right. And so Lindsay really taught me how to, and I honestly think I, she comes through me too, when I work um, and she, or she's around me and she's guiding me. So she's taught me different techniques to be able to, especially work with horses because she was a horse and to help them, because that is something I think she really wanted to do when she was alive is she probably wanted to help animals as much as she wanted to help humans. I don't know if I've ever said that before, but since she's passed, she can do a lot of that from the other side. And then she does a lot of that through me um, or with me, I should say. And so, yeah, it's, I've kind of, she has her own method that I just like signed up for. And then I've done other trainings like access consciousness and recently emotion code. And I just add all that fun stuff in too. So um, yeah, it's, I feel like I heal like a horse and I have, I've always like had the clear audience where I can hear, but now I have a lot of, like I said, a very strong intention to be a medical intuitive several years ago. And then it took a while. And the only way I think I'm able to really do it is I am horse-like and I'm able to feel in my body what's going on in another animal's body and then clear it from that space. So, um, I'm still developing, I think, like the healing abilities because I do feel stuff in my body. And a lot of mentors are like, you're not supposed to feel it in your body. And I'm like, it comes in, it goes out so fast. And my sense is the horses work similarly. I can't prove that, but I watch them like take something in and then just blow it right out, right? And they, or shake it right off or pee it right out. And so they have a way of like, they have a way of moving that and I feel like that's all I'm doing too is I'm just moving the energy right changing the energy so it's been fun to do a lot of that work um and yeah I just I I love teaching people how to clear horses too after they do the coaching work because horses can take on energies from clients especially the heavier stuff like we had a client once that was like very very depressed and I sleep and I thought we were fine and then the next day I was sitting with her and I'm like we both don't feel good <laughs> we're both a little funky so I'm working on I then will do even more to clear them um and it's funny I don't like really clear the goats that much because they don't seem to even I feel like the goats are sometimes at such a higher vibration they don't take anything on ever like they don't, I don't think they're they're changing it by their beingness Whereas the horses are like actively doing healing work. People will call it Reiki. I, it's not, in my opinion, Reiki that the horses are doing at all. I think they're doing their own form of horse energy. What the horses have told me is horse energy. Horse energy healings. It's that simple of a description. So. 
Yeah, the way you describe it, it almost sounds like you've got this whole healing team that you're kind of working with, like Lindsay working through you, you're doing your thing. And then if you're at the ranch too, then the other horses are also helping. So it, it's almost like your healing work is is team oriented in, in that way. Yeah, it feels it. I always say they, because even when I do virtual coaching, I'm always working with other people's guides. So I don't coach people anymore, just me. I feel like what I'm doing a lot of times is we're, it's, I'm working with people's guides to coach, mm -hmm. you know? So it is, it does feel very much like a team and I have 17 horses on the other side, right? Like there's, so sometimes I'll feel a different horse besides Lindsay that's there for someone. And I'm like, oh, so and so like, I'll feel their energy with me. So that's been fun, you know, cause I don't, we don't really die, you know? And so there's still, cause I remember your cat was really supporting you for a long time, you know, and your work, right. Getting your work mm -hmm. out with animals and like, they really do. They really do continue to support us if we're open to it. And we, and if we invite them in, which I always do, I always invite in the horse ancestors and the heaven herd. And I call it the heaven herd. Cause I now have, like, I've worked with so many horses over the years that these were, these are horses I either had on the property where my animals were or elsewhere and I feel connected to, you know, so. Yeah. And the, the thing that stands out to me too, is like having this team, it's, it's almost like you can surrender that logical part of your brain that maybe wants to figure out, Oh, what should I do to help this person or this person where you've got this team of horses that, you know, they just have this higher I don't know if intelligence is the word, but yep. um, this knowing of what needs to happen. So in, in a way, it feels like it kind of takes the pressure off you of having to figure everything out and just letting the horses kind of guide the session. Completely. That's well said. People have told me before that I I do do a good job of grounding. I also do a, a good job of just trusting the moment. And everything that we need is available to us in the moment if we are in that space, right? Like that to me is my portal. So I just get on to a frequency or a channel of where I feel like the animals are. And I spend a lot of time with them, right? I'm there like now twice a day, every day. And so it's it's like I just am able to, it's like you would be on the same frequency of your family, right? Because you're living with them, your kids and your partner, like you would just be on that frequency with them. That's kind of how I am with my animals. So I pop into these spaces very easily. Um, I can get ungrounded very easily also. And so that's why the horse is like, I, every day I, I'm doing, I usually sit on the earth as a form of grounding or my hands on one of my horse's backsides and we're breathing together. They'll tell me when I'm not grounded. <laughs> so. Yeah, they'll let you know. They'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the horses fairly recently, I, I guess I'm not sure how recently, but they inspired you to put together a card deck about horse wisdom. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, this was something that it's like been such a labor of love. I think I got the idea after Lynn's died in 2017. And uh, one day I just heard, write down everything we teach. And so I took out this piece of paper and I just like scribbled down like 40 qualities of what they teach. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then they had me reshape the list. So this has been like a six year in the making project, no joke. And I, um, it's had, it's had its process. Um, but they're really, I've come to understand there's a very incredible muse behind this that I, it feels like goddess energy, honestly, but it feels like something that, um, I had to just listen to. So it, it came out on its own. Like I announced it in 21 and then it didn't really fully birth until 23 beginning of, of, you know, um, 2023, but it was really, I had to just keep listening, right? So, and these are my mares. This is Phoenix and Salida and Felici, who I mentioned. And Salida looks like Lindsay, so they both are able to be there. But it was really this energy that horses hold the key. That's what's on the book. Like, horses hold the key to life, leadership, um, and love. And they just tasked me to write about these qualities and do cards. So, like... 
you know, they would essentially have the first part as their channel, what they were channel, what I channeled from them, what I would say about their quality that they're teaching, and then an activity that you can do with your own horse or horses, or if you're a practitioner, if you're working with people um, and horses. So I can pull a card real quick for whoever is watching right now. Yeah. But yeah, they, it, they, I found this incredible artist, Nika Ware, um, now Nika Quinn. She has a, her Instagram is incredible and her website is Nika Draws Nature. And she just really fully gets the spirit of the horse. She understands the human horse connection. And so I was like, so grateful that I wrote her and was like, let's do this. And, um, and that she's been so patient with me as we've gone through, you know, but she did, she did this art so quickly. Oh, this one keeps popping up. It seems like Phoenix really wants oh, to be joy. So this is the joy card with Phoenix and there's an activity there and in, in the joy and, um, and this is actually Nika. So this is Nika's paint. Um, and so the joy card had me in it and the acceptance card has her. And what's beautiful about this card, I actually asked her to put these little floaty things in because they, that's my sign from blue, my cat who passed. And um, I wanted him somehow in the card. So there's lots of little things throughout like that. They're based on different qualities that the horses teach and that I find are like the, as you said, the horse intelligence, the emotional intelligence. Um, and the deck took forever to finish. They really want to show you these uh, oh, because wow. of this card. And yeah, this actually like, um, I feel like this woman could be you. <laughs> mm. so she, I've been thinking about honor a lot lately. So that, that's not surprising that that shows up. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, this card was originally like going to be respect and respect is such a weird world word, right? Like in so many ways that it's like, it became the feminine version of honor. And what was so cool about this, just quick story on this card was like the deck was not getting done. And I was going, I was like, why is it taking so long? Everyone's ordered it. I had pre-orders. What's going to happen with this? So this horse, I might get emotional. This horse was at the end of 2022. Um, he passed and he was one of my favorite horses. His name is Levi. He was in Los Angeles and it, I knew he was going to pass that year and he stayed a little bit longer um, but he passed like a couple weeks after I was out working with him and he always was teaching healthy masculine energy. And that to me is really what this card is about is like honor your masculine and feminine, but honor each other, honor life, like treat it with like kindness and respect and like preciousness and importance, like bow to each other and that name is stay. We call it name is stay. So that's there. And I'm happy to send you with a description of it since you say you're really valuing it. But as soon as I was able to go back, I had to change out the horse. And then here's the cool thing. We found out after he passed, he was a racehorse. We found out after he's passed that his race name was called Waking Moon. And I oh, go, wow. I know. <laughs> so I was like, I'll have to put a moon in the deck and the card because he said, I want honor. And I said, I know you do. That is your teaching. So this used to be a bay horse who I didn't really know who it was. Switched it out. We put Levi in his markings and there was already the moon there. Isn't that cool? Wow. that That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. The way they come in and Wow, that's so fantastic. So if if listeners were interested in your deck, it it, it would be to go to your website and to your main website and order from there. Yeah, katenelligan.com. The deck will be on the website and there um, people can always private message me as well. But yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the best way. People can find me on social media too. There's an awakening with equines uh Facebook group as well that people can join too. Right. Awesome. Well, wow. We've covered so many different things today. I wonder if there's anything else that we haven't already talked about that you want to share with us today. I just like, I'm so grateful for you, Tracy, because I feel like I'll never forget sitting in your animal communication class in Boulder, like years ago. And you remember your cat just coming through and saying like, 
you got to let Tracy help you. She can really help you. And then, you know, we've done some fun collaborations over the years in person and helping people develop their, their skills. And I just love what you did with all of the wildlife and talking to them. I know there was like a squirrel outside my apartment once that like inspired you too. And like, or, you know, there's just, so now, like, I feel like I have a relationship with the squirrels because of you. My goat has her right name because of you. And I just very, very grateful for everything that you've done for animals. Like you're just committed. And I just feel like your cat would be so proud of the legacy oh. that you're living and mine too. <laughs> yeah. And I know you had such, you loved my kitty too, from, you know, house sitting with him and um yeah. so yeah I just I'm just grateful we um we share a deep love for these critters and thank you for trusting me and and having me here today too so yeah and us trusting the animals it, it's funny how it seems like you and I have known each other forever even though it's only been what I don't know four or five years but I had kind of forgotten that Zella, my cat, was the one who was like, hey, go talk to her more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, I, and I was just looking through some old pictures the other day on my phone and, and came across some of Blue. And I was like, oh, yeah, Blue, what a sweet boy. I love him so much. I uh, he, I just love pet sitting for that sweet boy. And it was yeah. so wonderful to come upon him again and to have him. I kind of feel like he's hovering around us here as we're, totally. we're talking here today. So, wow, it's, it's so inspiring how the animals can really come through to us. And sometimes at the most strange moments where we're like, wait, what? And then we listen a little deeper and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That that's so fantastic. So. Yeah. Well, and what you just shared was really beautiful because it made me realize the animals can really bridge us right? Like they can bridge new friendships. They can bridge. I still think my horses are going to call in my soulmate. I'm like, what is he coming? What are you guys doing with this? Like, You know, <laughs> like, come on, like, let's get this going. So I do think the animals can bridge us to who we're supposed to know and work with and, and, and collaborate with, be friends with all of that. So we just need to listen sometimes. I've like adore so many of my clients because they're like, you just shared your babies with us. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you love them. Like, I, of course I want to share my babies with all of you, like, you know, and so it's fun. It's fun to share our animals and connect through that space. And Side note, Blue's bringing through some really cool healing technology now too, different from mm -hmm. what I do with Lindsay. And I've been working with it and it's working. It took me wow. a minute to test it because it's a little bit outside of my realm of like understanding. Um, but it it is, it's in that sacred geometry space, but he's, yeah, it's been really kind of fun. So when your animals cross, know that you can have an incredible relationship with them from the other side. They can still guide you. They can help you. I have a stronger relationship now with Felicia on the other side than I did when she was alive. She's without a doubt a guide. I see her all the time. So I see signs of her all the time. So pay attention to the messages and the signs from all animals. That's my other message. So yeah, I really agree with that, that it's interesting. One of my cats that passed before I ever started doing animal communication, she passed in 2011 and she suddenly started showing up way more. And I'm just like, wow. And she's like, I want to help the most recent class I taught. She's like, I want to help teach this class, you know, and we had a really strong relationship when she was alive, but um, I think because she passed before I really got into animal communication, it was it was a little bit different. And she she wasn't one of the ones who in the beginning really helped me. But now here, like 12 years later, after she's passed, she's like, here, here's some more cool stuff. Hey, let's do that. You know, so it's really kind of um, reinforced that bond that perhaps I think part of me felt like I lost or something, you know, it's like it can circle back around and have this relationship with our animals that are no longer with us in the physical world. It's just really inspiring and cool. And I think it brings a lot of hope, at least for me. Yeah, same. And it makes the whole process easier. And you made, I just realized sweetness wanted to say hi, the donkey that you oh, and I yeah. both love. And he, when he moved across the country, you know, and it, I, you helped me so much, like you came out to kind of like say goodbye to him. And then we were both, we were chatting with him and he's like, 
it really helped to be able to like let go to know like how he was thinking because I was he was like my child I was never going to be able to let him go and he didn't really want to let me go either but it was one of those things where you're talking to him and all of that like we got to come to peace with the fact that he was going to go and stay with his other herd you know his so there's so much peace that we can find when we're willing to to communicate with them either for ourselves if we want to learn it and I know you teach it too it's like or if we hire someone that helps us be that translator that connector because our animals are always wanting to talk to us we just need to listen and um yeah and I think they always they know which of us are ambassadors which is why this show is brilliant right this like who this interview series is brilliant because the animals want to help who is helping them they do. I feel it. Right. I feel mm -hmm. that they're guiding us and they're trying to, they want us to even do more. So if I ever get cranky, I just go, okay, I'm here to, for the animals, tell me what to do. Right. And that's how I reshift. That's how I get back on track. Absolutely. And the animals completely inspired this show. I mean, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while and I'm like, well, what's it going to be about? And the animals are like, blah, 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 blah. here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> like, Yep, that, that whole thing of like surrendering over our logical minds to the wisdom of the animals is sometimes just like you get these these brilliant messages of wisdom that, that come through and inspiration from them. And ooh, it's just been such a big part of my life, too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get a little nervous about opening up to it sometimes because I would be writing like 500 books because they all, <laughs> one of my horses wants to write a book and I'm like, oh, okay, I still need to get the first book out that Felici wrote. But all of them are like, when are, come on, Phoenix wants her own TV show. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. She's the diva of all divas, right? Like, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, sometimes I just don't feel like there's enough of me for all of them sometimes, right? Because even my goats, I'm like, girls, two hands, there's four of you, like, we got to take turns. And <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's been, I'm like, I try my best to listen to them, but I can't, I feel like I can't do as much as they want me to all, I would be, yeah, I admire the people that are pumping out a ton of books on behalf of the animals, because that's impressive. <laughs> well, sounds so. like they, they've got like years worth of stuff planned out for you already. <laughs> Seriously, I know. That's why I'm always like, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. I I admire all those who the week came before us, right? Like all of the those who've worked with animals and and I hope that med changes in this direction too, right? I really hope that medicine starts to like have consultants that are animal communicators to so like there's you know, there's so much that I saw in that space working in vet men for two years. It's got to change if people are willing to open just to, just to the concept of intuition and then to how it serves and how it's practical and how it's a better result for their work and their clients and even their clients that are saying goodbye to their animals, which is a lot right in the emergency space. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. We got a lot of work to do, Tracy. <laughs> Yeah, we do. And and hopefully, you know, the, these things that we're doing will help, you know, for future generations as well. I know one of my animal communication, communication teachers says, you know, I envision a world where, you know, however many years in the future, like people will say, what do you mean there was a time when, when we didn't communicate with animals? Of course we communicate with animals, you know? So I'm, I'm really hoping that that happens within my lifetime, you know, fingers crossed and, mm -hmm. you know, the work that you and I are doing and so many others out there, I think is really contributing to that being a real possibility. Yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. that. I know that's a beautiful vision. I just want the like gnarly stuff to end like horse racing and, you know, the meat, some like the meat industry that at the capacity that it's at, like I, but we have like the Temple Grandins and we have, we have to have like the way showers and the visionaries. And I used to be so closed about my skills around communication. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, I talk to animals and I really don't care if you judge me <laughs> at all. <laughs> like I used to yeah. care. And now I'm just like, what why would that sentient life not be communicating like tell me that logic because my logic is sentient life is alive and communicating right like mm -hmm. so I love in the horse world when people are like well it's not like the horse can talk and I'm like eh. well actually <laughs> <laughs> like so I get I have a hard time 
when when people and then people say like it's only body language or it's you know it's this like version that they think of what it means and I'm like really get quiet and see what else you might be missing right like and and like the hardest part about listening is that you do then have responsibility and I think a lot of people don't necessarily want then to have to give to their animals what they want and do because our animals will ask for stuff right so it comes with responsibility but it's worth it I want people to know it's worth it to still uh, hear it and it's harder to hear our own animals which is why we need animal communicator to you know to hire because like I can hear usually my horses pretty easily but like I have a hard time hearing my cats thanks you know thankfully I have you (laughs) so it's like you know we need a support system for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for being here with us today. It's It's been such a wonderful conversation. And I'm, I'm wondering if listeners wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about your work or, or reach out to you, what would be the best place for them to do that? Yeah, probably my website, which is katenellian.com. And then social media is the Awakening with Equines Facebook group. And Kate Nelling and Equine Coach is Instagram and Facebook. So, and you can private message me through any of that. Um, but that, yeah, that's the best way. And then I will hopefully, you've inspired me to do more with YouTube. I want to show like the the horses and how they teach more. Phoenix will is after me for this show. So hopefully <laughs> I think you can find me under Kate Nelligan on YouTube too. So I know you'll have, uh, you'll probably have links up too. So thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely include all those links in the show notes. So if listeners just want to click on over, they'll be able to do that. So that's okay. right. Well, awesome. Thank you, Kate, again, for being here today. It's been so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And so do the animals. So thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in today. I hope you find yourself tickled and considering what else is possible when we decide to listen in different ways. Your animal and nature friends want to communicate with you. Are you ready to listen? If you found this podcast valuable and would like to support us, Please use the donation link in the show notes to make a donation. Thank you so much for your support. If you're an animal professional or interspecies communicator and would like to be a guest on the show, please send an email to hi, that's H-I, at tracy-pierce.com. Music is courtesy of Fesslian Studios. All links we mention will be provided in the show notes for this episode. If you found this show informative or helpful, please consider leaving us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 